The following program is a proud member of the Palaver family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palaver.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! <laughs> Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 45, and tonight, it's Halloween! Again! We had so much stuff that we didn't get to in the last episode, I had to add a whole other show to cover it all. So, welcome to Halloween Hauntaliciousness Part 2. The Haunting. Or would that be Halloween Hauntaliciousness 2... The listening. Yes, I like that one better. So tonight we're going to finally take a look at the steampunk haunted house. And I put a call out on Facebook just before episode 44 asking about your favorite haunted house experiences. And boy, did you guys turn out in droves. So the whole second half of the show is all about you guys. So come on, kids. Scared daddy to death. We got a whole lot of show to get to, so why don't we just... Get to it. Right after this promo, though. Can you solve the Ryan case? The dead of night, 1873. A scream, a cry of murder. Two innocent people slain, and a killer never found. But that's where you come in. The Ryan case, 1873, is an interactive murder mystery where you are the detective. Time Out New York calls it CSI in the 1870s. For more information or to order tickets, visit www.liveintheater.com or call 212-780-4787. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's great to be hanging out with y'all again. So the podcast awards, they're over, and I didn't win. Boo. The Feast of Fun won, as I predicted, but, you know, I, I, I don't mind being the Susan Lucci of the podcast awards. It is, in fact, an honor, and I'm proud of you guys for showing up and showing up. Blah, 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 blah. Here's great podcasting right here. I can't even speak. Guys, it is, I don't know, it's ass o'clock in the morning. I am working like crazy to get this episode out to you guys before Bradford and I take off for Horror Hound Weekend in Cincinnati this Thursday, which is in two days. Mm, Yeah, two days at this point. Because, you know, we're going to be off, like, seeing new movies and, you know, having all kinds of fun. So you guys need to be, these guys who have to stay home, you should still have a little piece of me with you. Not in a gross way. Okay, I'm uncomfortable now. But anyway, I have all this stuff, you know, backed up from last week that, you know, needs to come out. And now I sound like I'm constipated. But, you know, let's just roll with that image. Or, or not. I don't care. God, I'm so tired. You might remember from last week, Mr. Bradford and I sat down with world-famous actress Jennifer Elliott. But somebody forgot to hit the record button. And that person would be me. So Mr. Brad and I got together to talk about it today. And I just hope that we are able to capture something of the magic of the steampunk haunted house because it's such a visual experience, a rich and exotic, strange and bizarre and beautiful visual experience that us blabbing about it really does not do it justice. So hopefully we can whet your appetite so that you come check it out next year. God damn it, we do our best and we hope you have fun listening to it. And if you don't, you can go suck a dick because that's what I do. <laughs> Okay, I don't want to spend a lot of time chit-chatting. Uh, you know, Mr. Brad's doing fine. I'm doing fine. 
we have a lot of show to get to, but I did have to at least warn you off a couple of movies. These would have been my my crap shoot segment of features, but you know we got better things to talk about. So I'm just going to hit on them really quick. First of all, Bikini Girls on Ice, as if the title alone shouldn't have warned me off, but alas, it did not. I figured maybe with a title like Bikini Girls on Ice, there might be some camp factor to it. There might be some comedy. It might be so bad it's good. It was none of the above. You know, for for a movie called Bikini Girls on Ice, it wasn't as titillating as you would think. Titillating. See what I did there? And you're probably wondering, why do you even care about tits, Patrick, you big gay homosexual man? I said, well, you know, they are... Nudity is an important part of horror, and I figured we'd get some here, and there's there's not. But that that much aside, the movie's boring, and there's no gore, which would be okay if there was any other redeeming factors, but there's not. It's a slasher movie, and these girls are supposed to be going to a bikini car wash for the sorority or whatever, and their bus breaks down, like it does in the horror movies, and so they get stuck at this abandoned gas station in the woods. So they keep wandering around and getting lost and not being able to find each other at the gas station or in the gas station. It's a fucking gas station. It's a teeny tiny little building. Where are you getting lost? It's like the TARDIS. That's what I'm trying to think of. It's like the TARDIS. Like it looks, the gas station looks really small from the outside, but once you get inside, it's this vast cavern with corridors and different floors. Then you go back outside, it's teeny tiny, which might have been a joke, but it wasn't funny. Um, the only redeeming factor here is the killer. And even though all the kills are off screen and there's really no gore, this guy's performance is kind of unsettling in its ferocity. Like, when he's attacking these girls, just beating the shit out of them, it's pretty disturbing. Unfortunately, it's really not worth checking out the movie. Bikini Girls on Ice, stick it back in the freezer. Ha! The next one I want to tell you about is called Breadcrumbs. Again, as if the title alone should not have scared me off. Ooh, Breadcrumbs, scary. Are they panko? Ooh, scary. I watched too much Top Chef. Anyway, it's uh, it's another slasher movie about a porno crew shooting a porno, surprisingly, in the woods who get beset upon by a pair of Hansel and Gretel-esque children, hence the title. And whenever you, a horror movie features a porno movie cast, as its main theme or main characters, it it's never sexy, and there's really never any TNA. You think if you're making a movie about porno actors that there's going to be lots of gratuitous nudity and sex, but there never is. I'm looking at you, one-eyed monster. There's like one gratuitous titty shot in it, and there's one gratuitous titty shot here, and that's it. And so, you know, if you go through, I don't know, I'm, I'm talking about it for too long already, but anyway... The main problem here, aside from a miserable script and a cast who is really obnoxious and can't act, is that they treat this you know, quote-unquote pair of children that they keep encountering in the woods as children. They keep calling them little children. Oh, but you know, they, were, they can't be doing this. They're just little children. These motherfuckers are like 20 years old, easy. And not like a short 20 years old, you know, like me, oh, you know, you're, you're 25, but you could pass for 17. No, no. No, you're 25, passing for 25. I could get past that, except, you know, when it's coming down to the pivotal moments, you have the heroine saying, no, I can't kill her. She's just a little girl. She's just a baby. She hasn't been a baby for a really long time. Chop that bitch's head off. I have spoken. Oh, and uh, on a good note, I finally checked out Troll Hunter. Yay, I'm the last kid on the block to see it, and I gotta go with everybody's recommend. It's a great, entertaining 
film. I don't know if it's a horror movie exactly, but it's a great fantasy adventure type of thing with some horror elements. Um, I do have to agree with Trey, listener Trey, though, and that, you know, he liked it a lot, but he thought there were really long stretches where there was just nothing going on, and I sort of have to agree. I'm wondering if it's kind of the European filmmaking aesthetic that slows it down. You know, we're just a faster-paced country over here. Bang, 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 bang. Go USA. Or if maybe if I was more familiar with, you know, troll folklore, I would have gotten things more, been more interested in it or, or known what they were talking about or gotten subtle nuances. I was just happy that at one point there's, I'm not giving anything away, there's a scene involving a bridge under which a troll lives and on top of the bridge there are three goats milling about. I'm like, ha, ha, I get that one. I am very smart American person. Um, I can't really discuss it anyway, even if I wasn't running short on time, um, because it is what it is. You can't really talk about it without ruining it. So just go see it. Trust me. Trust me. Everyone else is doing it. Why aren't you doing it? Are you scared? You're not cool if you don't do it. So just do it. Just do it. I have spoken. And I have spoken enough because it is finally time to go to the steampunk haunted house. And I'm still talking. So I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to play some music. And we're going to go through the looking glass. As you may remember from last week, I sat down with Mr. Brad and the world-famous actress Jennifer Elliott to talk about the steampunk haunted house, and I fucked it up, and it didn't happen. So, we had all planned to get back together today and re-record the whole experience. However, sadly, the world-famous actress, the beautiful Miss Jennifer Elliott, is not available to chat with us today. But rest assured, she's probably fine. She's probably off somewhere walking around in her underpants in public. Wondering why nobody's doing anything with it. Anyway, don't be sad that Jennifer's not here because with me, by my side, 24 hours a day as usual, is the amazing Mr. Brad. loud and now it's quiet um even though it's closed i still wanted to talk about the steampunk haunted house this year because twice in a row now count it twice my favorite of the new york houses you're gonna be in such trouble why am i gonna be in trouble people will be saying why didn't you vote for us again and next year what are you talking about next year you will be having something else dangled in your face. You know what? I know. Okay, I see what you're talking There was no voting involved with that. I, he's talking about, I talked, <sighs> listen last week, I got in trouble with the Black Hat Haunted House for saying that the steampunk was my favorite house from last year. It's my favorite again. And you know what? Black Hat said they were going to step up their game and they didn't. They gave me the same thing as last year. However, steampunk gave me something completely more. different. Not just more, 
Totally good. We're saying things at the same time, and it's entertaining. Anyway, now, Bradford, since you did a good job of it last year, could you fill the listeners in? What is steampunk anyway? Well, steampunk is taking something of a, a Victorian era and imagining that it uses steam technology and then transferring steam technology to something of modern day. So you might have airplanes that are flying with steam engines or some other modern device that looks Victorian in nature, including clothes. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, somebody, um, a guy in the uh, Murder Mystery Show described it as like, yeah, it's kind of like the past meets the future, but with no present in between. I'm like, all, all right. That's I'll a good, that. yeah, that yeah. would be a good definition. Okay, so last year, I just want to talk about last year a little bit, just to talk about how surprised I was at the difference between. Last year we went, it was called Beautiful Dreamer. And it was, it takes place in this 100-year-old theater and the uh, rooms around it in the basement and the hallways and all the creepy stairwells all around. And you had pretty much free reign to roam where you wanted to. It was very open. You know, you got split up so that you're by yourself and you're free to go wherever wherever you want. And you can take your time looking at all the decorations and going through drawers. Similar to Sleep No More, before Sleep No More, might I add. And, you know, you came out with your own story. Right. I was expecting more of that this year. I was very surprised when this year's show, which is called Through the Looking Glass, so I think you know what the theme is there, everything was very confined. You were on a very strict path. It was tight hallways. Definitely not choose your own adventure. It was a definite story they needed to tell. Well, of course, our evening started as before. Oh, uh, yes, uh, right. Well, what, what accounts... Us having cocktails. What accounts of any event that we go to is not complete without a conv- you know, the whole picture. Yes, we're, we're supposed to go with Jennifer... And her friend, Sonny, and like we did with the uh, Nightmare Haunted House, we were meeting for appetizers and cocktails beforehand, and we are meeting at the same place, Schiller's Liquor Bar, highly recommended. And no, we don't get free cocktails for saying that. No, I wish. Child, they're expensive. But anyway, but but, you know, just sum it up really quickly, it was kind of a flip-flop of what happened last week. Last week, Bradford and I were really late, and they had to order stuff for us, and you know, we wound up getting unnecessarily drunk from drinking too fast, etc., etc. However, this year, they were, this, this time, they were late but there was more garlic shrimp there was more cocktails and we got to eat a lot more beforehand because last the first time we had to inhale everything we had to inhale everything this time we got there we we scarfed it down and we even pretended like we didn't have anything oh no we we didn't need a thing at all we were waiting for you no we didn't have a cocktail are you buying sunny oh thank you that is so nice of you and we went from there. We walked over to the to the theater. Very great evening because it had a kind of nice chill in the air. It, it was, was fucking freezing. Are you out of your mind? It was okay. Bradford has hot blood. He's hot blooded. Jackets. Because I know I didn't. Oh. I didn't wear a thick enough jacket. And Jennifer and I were complaining like girls do when it's cold. Always bitching about the. Well, we were cold. God damn it. Wasn't that far of a walk, but it was located as it was last year at the Abrams Art Center and put on by Third Rail Productions. And surprisingly, much like the Nightmare Haunted House, we just got whisked right in. No waiting, just whisk. And they take you in groups of seven into a staging area. Yes. And well, then, what, no, this yeah, is, this is kind of nice, uh-huh. is that the, the groups of seven, you were even told, once you get in further, it would be divided up. Even more so. But yeah. some people were given a little sponge, and those two little people, those two people would be kept together. By and, the contraceptive sponge, I see. And, and this is important because for some reason, in our division, in our group, 
I got stuck with our sponge people. Okay, so you had a threesome? So, so, yeah, it was a little threesome, and, but it, and a lot of the things, they were set up for twos. So I was always like the third oh, back party, or, oh, or I had to push one of them out of oh, the way. That's terrible. That's terrible. See, I wouldn't know what went on in your group, Bradford. Because, as they said, before we went in, they split us up into groups of seven. There were four of us. And they went down the line. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Guess who was number eight? That'd be me. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, so I'm like, you, you guys want to swap? Like, no, we're going in. I'm like, fine. So I'm going in by myself with people I don't even know. Well, and, and I have to say this. Sunny asked the monitor if she could use the bathroom. And the monitor goes, no, you're going to go in, right? You're, you're about to go in. You're in this group. We've already counted you. No, you can't use the restroom. The restroom was right there. It's not like she had to go anywhere. The restroom was right there. But she was nasty. She was like, no, you may not go to the restroom. It is forbidden. And, and, and Sunny's, 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 she's pleasant, but she's a girl who can take care of herself. To see Sunny back down, somebody like cowering, I was like, wow. Wow, that is the power of the red-headed usher woman. And then what was funny, like, then was she standing around for like three minutes and she's like, God. I could have finished by now. I could have finished. I'm a quick pee. It's fun to talk about people when they're not here. We love you, Sonny. Yes, we do love you, Sonny. The first thing that happened, we're, I'm assuming this is the same for your group, but the first thing, we're walking down this really long hallway and we're being led by a very, very tiny, tiny young woman girl thing in a Victorian nightgown and she's got a little candle and she's walking backwards and she's very intensely reading to us that poem from Through the Looking Glass, like Alice Through the Looking Glass and then she did this and I don't know, I don't know how it goes, but she was, it was whisper red and very intense and she's walking very quickly. And there was a couple right in front of me. Uh, were they checking for I was like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> But they were in front of me holding each other, going, We have the little ball, we have the little barf, we have the little sponge, we have the little mar, we have the little sponge. So Good I couldn't hear that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. That's what they were Czechoslovakian, then I've just decided. Sorry to all you Czechoslovakians out there, but no. What happened during this point, as I mentioned last week, I made a friend. Since I had to go through by myself, a girl in my group approached me, and just as we're going, she's like, oh my god, I'm so scared. My friends are in another group. Are you by yourself? I said, yeah. She's like, we're friends. I'm like, we're friends forever. And that was Tara, who once screamed, oh, my voice just broke, because I'm 12. And that was Tara. Tara. <laughs> Don't you make fun of her. Don't you make fun no, of I'm her. I'm making fun of your boys. I'm Tara. Tara, Tara, shut up. I'm not making fun of you, Tara. You're awesome, and she won Scream Queen of the she Week for awesome. being awesome. You wouldn't know. We met her when she came out, and she's like, I met a new friend, Phil, Patrick. You, you weren't there in the thick of it. You weren't there when we were experiencing the whole horror of the house together, which eventually we're going to talk about. What this house was really good at, even though you were following a set path, as Bradford found out afterwards, there's apparently five possible paths that you might have taken through the house. Because what they do, they went through this, the group of seven, but they kept splitting the group of seven up into smaller groups and singles and doubles. And bringing them back together, it's certain di different parts. The timing was extraordinary. And, and extremely well-paced, I was going to say. I, there were noticeably, like, maybe two traffic cops during the past. Mm -hmm. One of them, but very well-staged. Mm -hmm. uh, one handed you, basically, a piece of jewelry that you then yeah. traded in for a watch that you traded in for. There, yeah, there was a lot of things going on that you, there were traffic-related that 
I we didn't understand, but we didn't need to understand, but it added to the whole eeriness of the house. Now, for those of you who didn't hear about it last year, one of the, 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 the trademarks of this house is that they don't use a drop of blood. They are very proud of the fact that they create this whole eerie, erotic, nightmarish, yet dreamlike, horrible and beautiful experience without any gore or any monsters or any blood whatsoever. So it's not that kind of a house. It's all more, more mood and, and, and I don't know, I'm at loss for a word. But anyway, back to the story. Tara and I got split off. We got sent to a room by ourselves. I'm like, oh my God, do we have to do seven minutes in the closet? But no, I figured it out later. That was when everybody else was going to the mirror. Yeah, there was, there was one room where, they, where you would see people on a satat. And sometimes, but then you got put into little rooms, mirrored rooms, oh. where where the one way. No, 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 no. Oh no, you're not. You're not talking. About I'm not that even talking about that. No, no, no. Talking about before. Okay. No, this is really. I didn't early go to on. that one. I oh, didn't you didn't go to that one. Oh, you didn't see that at all. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Well, this was actually a very interesting way to start the house. Well, first of all, Tara and I got put in a room by ourselves. And I figured out later that way they were just waiting for these people to clear out of the mirror room because they could only do this trick two per two people at a time. And while we're in there, there was a, this similar girl in there, and she's. You're dressed in her little kind of alice outfit. She's got a candle, and she's, like, whispering to us and making us look in the mirror. But as we're looking in these mirrors, it was, all, it was like a dressing room setup, Victorian dressing room. But there's, you know, shelves up above, and it's dark. But I'm starting to sense a presence up above us. And just wherever we went in the room, there was somebody on top of the, the bureaus and the dressers or whatever in black but not black enough so that you couldn't see them, but you just all of a sudden, which is where you're just being stalked by somebody crawling cat-like above you the whole time. But it was creepy. But then, I guess the other room cleared up, and Tara and I are led in silently into this other room, because you're not allowed to talk in here. We're seated at these vanity tables, and it looks like there's a mirror between them. You know, it's got the lights all the way around it, and we're on opposite sides of it. So technically, we should be looking at our own reflections, but we're not. There's no mirror. I can see Tara. She can see me. And these two girls came in, identically dressed in, who looked very similar. They came in and they started fixing themselves in the mirror in front of us and touching each other through the mirror, but in perfect synchronization. And then they would come back to us and just... I can't really describe it very well, but it was eerie and ethereal and kind of dirty as well because they were really young. They were clearly under 18, but there was something really sexy about it too. And I'm looking at Tara across them while they're like touching each other through the mirror, and I'm just like, oh my, God. well, I'm making faces, and she's making faces back, like, I don't know, I don't know. oh my God, <laughs> so it was very cool, but. Yeah, I got pulled off at that point into the room where there was a table and chair, and at one point, you're looking through these these looking glasses into that room. Oh, okay. They're I didn't like see that binoculars. at all. Okay. And what happens is, you're then pulled from the front of the binoculars, I mean, from the back of the binoculars, into the room mm. to be in the front of the binoculars. Oh. And you realize that the next group is coming it's in come right and look at after you. you and look at you. And and meanwhile, they have little activities, I guess, that you're trying to perform or oh, do or, or something. As I recall, she was trying to hand me a, a piece of candy. And every time I went to grab the piece of candy, it would disappear. It would oh. be like, pull it away. Oh. <laughs> and I'd be like, huh? And then she's like, here, 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 have it. Have. And, and you realize that people are looking at you yeah. through the looking glass. And they're laughing at you so stupid because you can't take the candy, but then they have to try to take the candy or whatever they have set up for you. Now, you're probably wondering, 
Why is any of this scary? It just is. There's just, there's a beauty to all of this. The costumes are beautiful. The set decorations are gorgeous and lush. And, you know, if you have time to look at things, they tell a story on their own. But there's just something unsettling about this house. Both times. And I wish I could describe it better, but it's just... Um, For the most part, the actors don't speak, which adds to kind of the mystery. Yeah. Um, however, they're very good. They're... Usually, I, I think they're mostly teenagers from the school. Of, yeah, there's a it's a performing arts school, but there are clearly some um, adults. Adults. Well, it's a, prof, a professional dance company usually, and that shows as well. Uh, one of my favorite parts was um, well, I was met. It was a checkpoint clearly, but I'd gotten separated. I was by myself, and um, in the doorway was this very handsome bald man, and he's I don't know wearing some crazy getup, and in the doorway he's just. He's hanging from it by his hands, but yet dancing as well and swinging and wrapping his legs all around things and not letting me pass. And then all of a sudden, boom, Tara comes up behind me. And he's like, oh. And he takes my palm and he's showing her my palm and he's tracing the lines of my palm like he's trying to tell her something. And then he's just rubbing my palm and he's putting his face in my palm and then he's putting my, my palm on his face. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. <laughs> this is cool. But then eventually, I guess we had another person come by he leads us into this bedroom with another young girl in a dress with a little ribbon in her hair. And they close the door. And on the settee, I think this is what you, well, one of the things we're talking about, they are having this elaborate courting dance kind of thing. It's kind of erotic and kind of catch me, catch me. It's playful, but there's something wrong about it, too. Because I think Jennifer had said when we were originally recorded, there was something that this girl could do with her neck. Oh, right, right, yeah. No. It was like her head moved independently of the rest of her body, so while everything had an erotic and sexy and flirty tone to it, there was something wrong about it. Well, this was where I finally lost the three-way. Oh, yes, well, you do get well, split up individually here, so yeah. And I ended up sitting on the satat, mm -hmm. the dancers dancing over me, around oh, my me, goodness. rolling with me. And, and oh, someone got another threesome, and, is what you're saying. <laughs> and I would think it was time to get up, and another couple of people would come by and watch. And, but they were putting people, this was what I was saying earlier, they were, people that were coming through would get put into these, basically looked like wardrobes. They, or, yeah, or, I got stuck in a wardrobe. And I kept thinking, well, I have to get through those because everybody was going through those. Uh -huh. But they weren't letting me out until finally they did. But then you go and you stand in this thing and you hear, hear these little tapes running. Of, of like confessionals. Yeah, and... it's a there's a preacher in there, but the thing this is what this is actually what made this my favorite part. After watching this erotic dance or per participating in the erotic dance, you're put in these wardrobes which are mirrored. However, it's a one-way mirror, so you're forced to stand in there for several minutes and you're watching this erotic dance from behind, like inside the wardrobe. And now all of a sudden, it's something very naughty, like you're doing something very dirty. And also being piped through is this like harsh preaching and you know sin and burning in hell and you know the time to hear your confession. So it and kind of the master of the room or, or mistress of the room, head lady or whatever you wanted to call it. <laughs> the lady with the head trick, not the head. <laughs> well, I, well I, never mind. Nothing I can say is not going to sound dirty. So let's roll with it. Her ladyship. Was I guess double jointed in the neck or something? But uh -huh. I mean, she could she could move her whole head kind of like in this horizontal across uh -huh. one shoulder, and then horizontal across to the other shoulder. Uh -huh. Chin and head out. 
she was like an owl at then, one point with me. She was tur- she turned her, turned her neck way too far around oh, and then turned yeah, it back and then turned it outwards, not inwards. It was fucked up. <laughs> oh, with this big like lovely smile. Like isn't this lovely? Smile. Oh, this woman would be screaming. I would think screaming. Yeah. No, she's no. like Ooh, she's into it, baby. And and I don't. There was many other rooms that we went through, but then the next thing that really struck me was that other th- room with the long table. Again, they're putting people uh, single chairs on either end of this long table, and different things happened at the table depending on who was running the table. But yeah, I got I got sat in the chair for two seconds, and then the the girl there was playing dance with me, and I sat down at the table, and she yanked the table back, and like, ah, not oh, for you. Snake. Yeah, well, I got there just not as Mr. Brad was. You. I got to the room just when Mr. Brad was leaving. And when I got there, they made me sit in one of the chairs, so I felt very honored. And there was another guy who sat way, way, way on the opposite end. And the two girls came by, and like one kind of like a naughty maid sort of an outfit. The other one was supposed to be the Mad Hatter, I think. And she was beautiful, beautiful redhead girl with this huge, huge brown eyes, little bowler hat. There's a picture on the website because this girl was so wonderfully ethereal. But they're doing this, again, kind of erotic, but not dance with each other from across the table and they're on the table and they're embracing and they're doing mirror type things and then they went over to the guy on the far end they danced their way over and they're leaning on him and they're kind of dancing around him and through him and with him but then all of a sudden again like cats they just turn on me with these glaring eyes and slithered and crawled lightning fast down the table just zing right in my face and I was like ah, I don't like this anymore I don't know what you want go away but they wouldn't let me leave. Several groups kept coming through. They liked me. <laughs> I must have sat there for 10 minutes. These people kept coming through, and they always had some other awful thing for me. But the thing that really made it stand out was, at some point, the Mad Hatter girl with little fishnets in her sexy corset gets up on the table, and she pulls down an oldie-timey radio mic on a thick cord from somewhere from the ceiling, and she starts singing this smoky 30 style song, but it's got really deep reverb. And she's only a couple of feet away. And so she's singing really quietly into this echoey mic. I'm looking you right at the eyes. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Enjoy yourself. While you're still in the pink The years roll by As quickly as a wink Enjoy yourself Enjoy yourself It's later than you think I swear to God, I was like, I was hypnotized, mesmerized. It was creepy. And it was just so, I had goosebumps the size of, um. That's like that creepy song in Willy Wonka. There's no way of knowing which direction we are going. Yeah, but it was, it was, she freaked me out. Now, what the listeners do not realize is that sitting here next to you as you describe this. Uh Uh-huh. With all of the movement and, and stuff. It's being completely reenacted right here in the studio here <laughs> with Patrick leaning and moving and well, moving. And that's the key to good voice work. You have to embody what you're saying to get the energy across. 
And plus, I just like gesticulating. And being ethereal and... Ethereal? Did you just call me ethereal? That's disgusting. Anyway, it's a beautiful, beautiful house. And there's several other set pieces in there that were gorgeous, like involving like a coffin and people getting in the coffin and out of the coffin, people putting in the coffin. It ended really lamely, unfortunately, with this. Yeah, I was going to say that the 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 ending was abrupt. I thought um, you, the one piece that I really liked was the the lady in red that was on the stairs. Oh yeah, yeah. She again was traffic. Because she had a little, you know, God mic, rent mic, headset mic. Um, but yeah. She, she was just examining people. Yeah. And she would catch and look you in the eye and just really catch you there and... And and, and just, just had no problem just holding you there with her eyes really close for as long as she needed to, which was very intimate and strange. But well, the thing I liked about that particular corridor is, like I said, this is a traffic checkpoint. It was all the way up this, you know, marbly stairs. Well, in my head, it's marble. I don't remember if it is. Yeah, it was. But there are little pictures on the wall at various mm -hmm. points of the stairs. And you're only getting to go over the stairs a little bit at a time. And as I look, I'm noticing that at the bottom are the lines to the poem, you know, come into my parlor, said the spider to the fly, which I didn't realize was as long as it was. It was an actual poem and not a nursery rhyme. And each picture had another verse of it and another verse. And as you're getting it in little dribs and drabs as you're walking up the stairs. And I'm like, we're totally the fly right now. We're totally the fly. And the farther you got up, the weirder the pictures became. And by the top, the last one, I don't remember, you know, come inside for something sweet and tricks that are delight, you know, treats that are delightful. And it was this guy with a goat, like a guy in Victorian garb with a goat head. Yep. Yeah. I, I can't remember exactly what was after that, but I do remember. I think that was the, the settee thing. or but It was. That I, I, I love playing with the. With the girl at this moment, and she, I caught eyes with her, and I kept the glare, mm -hmm. and but she moved right along with it, and mm. she decided that she was going to let two other people go before me. Oh, I was she like, liked you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bradford's got a girlfriend. <laughs> but uh, it was really, it was fun. But I think one of the things that really struck me about that was how well they kept from breaking character. Yeah, yeah. No, this wasn't a, it wasn't a case of like boo scary kind no, of thing. No, no, this no, no. Was... They were coming at you with a distinct character, and the, their, their intensity of holding that character is one of the things that makes it uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I think it also there was a early on there was a girl, small girl that was oh that little teeny tiny so girl. Intense. She was this girl was like three foot nothing, and she was one of the scariest things in the house. Again, she That's was her intensity. Her she just came out like was basically saying like. Wait here until this room's clear. But she didn't say a word. She just came out and held you with her eyes. And, but she was like your, your, your belly butt level. And she was scary. Yeah. My voice went up really high. But for two years in a row, this is my favorite haunted house, hands down. So next year, I hate having to talk about it after it's closed. Because you guys can't go. So next year, just jump the gun. If you're in the New York area, fuck Nightmare Haunted House. Go to Blackout if you need to. But the Steampunk Haunted House is the one you're going to really, really, really affect you for a long period of time. The images in it are just so odd. Yeah. And lovely. And then we went to a... Oh, wait, wait, wait. What? Wait, here. At the end, when we all kind of regrouped as we were being pushed out the, the back door, uh -huh. certain folks decided, you know, Patrick, etc., that it would be best for us to go around to the front and Pete. back to the restroom. Yes. Given the fact that everybody was speedy... Gonzalez in the in the bathroom. 
I had the opportunity to talk to the the women up front mm-hmm. and the people that were kind of, um, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, the permanent staff or whatever. Yeah. But but the I facility asked, staff. Yeah, but yeah. I was asking them about the house, and they were asking how we enjoyed it, and I, I said it was really great that it was completely, completely different, different, a different style, but an imaginative. Um, they talked about a little bit of how long it actually took to put together. Mm. The physically, it takes took them about a week and a half to transform the theater. Okay, wow, and, and stuff. That's not a lot of time. Um, the the other thing, though, is that's when I found out about the different paths. Yes. She said that there were like uh, four or five different paths you could take, mm. depending on how you got broken up in the story, uh, which I liked, because that means you could go back through it and have a completely different experience mm-hmm. again, and mm-hmm. you could have a dialogue like this. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and it was a long house, too. It took quite a while to get through, which was nice as well, for the price, which is low. It was $15. But anyway, so a great time is had by all, but can we go home after that? No. No. Sonny suggests we go to... Um... Well, Sonny suggested after we had this long conversation and she finally emerged from the restroom. Stop. I have to cut that we out. We love you, Sonny. We love you. <laughs> to take us to this fabulous bar... A Bulgarian nightclub. Which I had never been to. I've never been to a Bulgarian nightclub. You wouldn't even know this place is there. There's no sign. It's just a door. This is three floors of craziness. And we had an amazing time. I don't know what we were eating. I don't know what we were drinking. Great food. But everything was amazing. All the music was like gypsy music. I'm sorry if that's offensive, but I don't know how else. But lots of, you know synthesizers but with tambourines and finger clicking things. It was live music. It was live music. And, and vocals and live vocals. And, yeah, and everybody was doing their little, you know, Eastern European dances and it was really, really cool until I had to go to the restroom. Turn, turn, turn. That was mute. That was, I, I kind of, Click, click, you're right. Click, click, turn. Okay, everyone, again, Bradford just did the whole dance for me. And don't you wish we had video? But we don't. So everything was fine until I had to go to the restroom. You know, like I do a lot. So I go downstairs. I'm horrified by what happens down there. And I come back up. And he horrifies us by telling us that he took pictures in the bathroom. I did take pictures in the bathroom because it needs to be shared. I'm like, Sonny, I'm really pissed off. And she's like, what, why? Like, you could have warned me about the men's room. She said, why? What's wrong with it? I said, I just had to pee in somebody's mouth. I was just like, what? And I did. I took pictures and they'll be on the website. The urinal is shaped like a big Twizzler's mouth. So you have to pee. With Twizzler lips. With big Twizzler Mick Jagger lips. You have to pee in Mick Jagger's mouth in the men's room. I didn't even know he was Bulgarian. And so this is rather appalling enough. I'm like, this is a magical moment right here. And I turn around and the sink is basically somebody's ass. You have to wash your sink. I had to wash my hands in somebody's ass after peeing in their mouth. You don't get that at TGI Fridays. Well, you might, depending on the TGI Fridays. But anyway, that's not the point right now. It was an evening of firsts, is what I'm saying. But no. what But what was funny about this, when we got to the Bulgarian nightclub, see, because we had, you know, we had been out with Jennifer the previous week, and as you might remember, we were hammered. Out of our comfort zone, hammered. Patrick was more hammered than me. You were hammered enough, darling. <laughs> yes, but... 
Anyway, but we got to the Bulgarian nightclub, and Brad kind of pulls me aside as we're getting seated at the table. He goes, oh, listen, I just want to say right now, I do not want to get drunk tonight. I'm not drinking it. He said, I'm not having anything else to drink tonight. Well, that didn't last for long. I mean, Sunny bought us whatever she bought us for cocktails, and we only had the two cocktails. It was a beer and a little shot of something that you... You, you sip. You sip. You must sip. You must sip. 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 You must sip. sip. Do sip. not shoot. Sip. You sip. Delicious. So it was delicious, but... When we left, I was feeling pretty drunk. By the time we got home, I was like, Brad, Bird. Wait, 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 wait. I got, what, 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 what? We, were, we were having a really good time, and there is a <laughs> couple sitting, oh, God, sitting across the table. I forgot about this. And stuff. And the guy was absolutely print model gorgeous. Yes. Clearly straight. Unfortunately... The girlfriend, the wife, the whoever she was, um, did not fit in the same caliber. Okay. Of, of, okay. Of, All right. Of beauty. Yes. Two of these things did not. They didn't quite gel as a couple. Is what he's trying they to say. They were clearly a couple. Yeah. One was drop dead gorgeous, and the other was herself. But Patrick had a few to drink. And as we're getting... I had no more than anybody else. I don't want to hear about uh, it. But it took a little more. Uh, Shut up. As Patrick's getting up to leave, he's talking and stuff, and he's leaning over, and he says, I don't know why he's here with the dog. That's not what I said. What I said was, isn't it sad that the most attractive guy in the place is here with that cow? Yes, that is. And it was one of those things, like the song ended, that's... Split second that I chose to say that. The half a second chose me to say that. Dead silence in the clubs. It was like, cow, 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 cow. And I said, it's time that we go home now. Before we get killed. Which yes. we didn't, because we're here right now. We're here with you. A lot of you are probably wishing we had been killed from all the babbling that we've been doing for the last but, half an hour. But, you know. <laughs> we can never go back again. But we got out alive. Okay, Mr. Brad. Great job. It Thank you for joining me. It was a me. fabulous time. Yes, yes. And, um, Mwah! I basically wish you had video for that too. But you don't. See you in a bit. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Enjoy yourself. While you're still in the pink, the years go by as quickly as a wink. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Many flowers. Yeah, he was a nice man too, but never had any fun. Didn't have time. Just worked and made money. He didn't even have time to enjoy himself. Poor man. You're gonna take that two-week trip, no matter come what may. But every year you put it off. You just can't get away. Next year for sure you'll hit the road. You'll really get around. But how far can you travel when you're six feet underground? Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Enjoy yourself. While you're still in the pink, the years go by as quickly as a wink. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. 
Hello, Patrick. Robert Arbest here. Calling oh, Robert Arbest. How great you are because you are, right? Uh, of course you are. You're absolutely right. But um, just thought I would do a little bit of audio feedback since I hadn't really written into the show in any function. No. Um, no. For a Poor. while. So I thought I would do what other people seem to like to do. Just give you a few little quick mini reviews of movies I've recently seen. Okay, I'm all First off was a movie from 2010 called Mask Maker. And uh-huh. Laura and I went in watching this on Netflix, a kind of a direct-to-video title, really expecting nothing. Um, and as such, we were pleasantly surprised. I mean, given that it's a, you know, streaming on Netflix, direct-to-video current slasher, it's really not all that terrible. It was enjoyable enough to watch, and Really, not not bad at all. I mean, I don't want to pretend like I'm recommending it too much, or no, people get the wrong idea. Not. But really, you know, if you're just looking for something random that you haven't seen before on on Netflix, it's it's certainly worth a try. Yeah. Next up was a little Hammer movie called um, Hands of the Ripper from like 1970 something. Okay. Um, this is a little movie in which um, the daughter hands? of Jack the Ripper grows up scarred by seeing her father kill her mother. And occasionally goes into a trance and starts murdering herself, just like dear old dad. And Murderfying? it's really not bad at all either. Especially like the Smash end, board? there's some good kind of artsy fartsy shots in there. And okay. you know, I haven't seen a lot of ham- Hammer films, but I did like it. And of course, like everyone else, unlike you, I have seen Troll Hunter I've also, seen it now, and bitch. it really is very good. I liked it. I recommend it along with everyone else, along especially if you like found footage stuff, which I do kind of have a soft spot for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really good, and I'm not going to give any spoilers. And speaking of spoilers, um, we did watch um, The Perfect Host, starring David Hyde Pierce. Oh, Lauren great. And I watched it, I mean. And um, we really liked it. Yeah. Um, so kudos to you for the recommendation. Otherwise, You're I don't welcome. know if we would have um, paid any attention to it. No, but that's what I'm here for. Um, it's really hard to describe without going into spoilers. That's why. But there are a few issues. For example, when then there's the donkey and no, he beat me to it. And which one was he fucking? I mean, and then Bjork shows up with a pie. I hate a Bjork pie. So much dancing. <laughs> and then when the space aliens show up and... Oh, and don't forget about the killer with the ski mask. That came out of the pie. That car chase at the end through the Alps was really nice. I mean... <laughs> Ran over Heidi, though. <laughs> then to find out the whole thing had actually taken place on... Crack. And all because of that one duck. I mean, it was really an enjoyable movie, despite that, the few issues I pointed out The duck out was there. awesome, though. Anyway, I love the show as always, and <laughs> we'll call in sometime again later. Talk to you later, Patrick. Bye-bye. Oh, my sweet Jesus. Oh, my God, Robert, our best. I certainly <laughs> I certainly hope you're going to be at Horror Hound Weekend in Cincinnati coming up next week, because I either have to buy you a drink for that phone call or soul kiss you. I haven't decided. Maybe both. I don't know. You get kind of loopy when you're drunk, so anything's possible. <laughs> okay, so where to start? Um, yeah, it's funny that you should bring up Mask Maker now because the guy who played the the fiance the of, of the lead girl in in Mask Maker was also the guy who completely fucked up Kill Katie Malone, Stephen Coletti. Remember last week when I said fuck you, Stephen Coletti. 
Yeah, that was from last week. But I say it again. Fuck you, Stephen Coletti. I don't remember him sucking in this movie, but he certainly sucked in the other one. I don't remember anything about Mask Maker, and I remember everything about everything. I saw it. I remember people going to the house, and then somebody shows up with no face and kind of skins them, sort of, but not really. And there were flashbacks with Treat Williams, who, I'm sorry, I know he's like 60, now 65. I still find him dreamy. He's got those dreamy blue eyes, and I've seen him naked. Not enough, but I've seen him naked. I seen him hanging a rat when he was skinny dipping in the movie adaptation of the musical Hair. I like him and didn't even take his shirt off in this. What the fuck? What the fuck? Hands of the Ripper, I cannot say that I've seen because I haven't seen it. So if I said it, I'd be lying. So I'm not going to say that. See what I did there? Uh, it has been in my Netflix queue forever, but I will, you know, move it up to a rainy night evening now. And I'll think of you. I'll think of Robert Arbest's hands. The Ripper's hands. And how soft they are. I don't know what I'm saying. Troll Hunter. I've seen it. I think I just talked about it. I don't know. I'm doing this out of order. And I too liked it. I really don't know how you can spoil the movie because it's just kind of straightforward. There's some surprises along the way. But I thought it was a nice adventure movie. But I probably already said that. So just, you know what? You're, you're being redundant. And I'm sorry. If you don't like Bjork Pie, then I don't know what you can, what I can, what, 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 why am I even bothering to do this show? If you don't appreciate the brilliance of a Bjork Pie then I... Don't you have another book to be working on? Did you have the big trilogy conclusion to be finishing rather than wasting time calling me with all these nonsense calls with your bleeps and your boops and your alley-oops? I got nothing. See you soon, I hope, Robert. Bye. Smash words, my ass. Hey, Patrick. This is Hunter from down south in Louisiana. Mr. Hunter. I just saw Hi. you were looking for attraction details from this yes. year. Yes. I figured I'd call in uh, earlier this October. I went to, uh, I guess it was open at night of the 13th Gate. That's the local Baton Rouge. Uh, I've heard of this. Haunted house they have here. Uh, quite a good haunted house, a good size. But I think the most memorable part about this year's is they have one room where it's they you can choose to go towards a wet or dry area. <laughs> the dry area, you like crawl through a tunnel and it's like an oven and the wet area is that you walk through a hallway and it's like filled with bubbles uh, so i walk ooh. through the wet area it's and like a fun uh, party. there's this one corner in there that has bubbles low up you know maybe six feet in the air so it's over my head by a good well maybe seven foot so but it, it was like maybe a foot over my head so i walked into it so I was completely covered into it, and then my wife, <laughs> wife walked into the room, and I jumped out of the bubbles at her. And yeah, that was fun. I had to, I got to laugh about that. But I also inhaled a bunch of the bubbles. Yeah, so that I happens. So I for about six hours after we went to there. But, uh... Memories. Yeah. So that was the only bad side. But uh, totally worth it. All right, man. Happy Halloween. I will talk to you all later. I hope you had one too, Hunter. I'm pretty sure I heard about the uh, 13th Gate on one of those travel channel, you know, best haunted houses or the spookiest houses or whatever the 90,000 variations on that they have every year. Um, and it's one of the places I believe I wanted to go to really bad. And that's why I'm enjoying this year's Halloween broadcast, even though it's after Halloween. It's like I'm getting to live vicariously through all of you going to all these places that I've always wanted to go. But I still have it, damn it. But anyway. I'm 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 kind of amused that they're incorporating the concept of a foam party into a haunted house. 
Because, you know, I mean, they used to be really popular a few years ago, and I seem to remember them being unsanitary for some reason. I forget they stopped having them. But not, not for you to worry. I'm sure it's been a while, and if you haven't caught anything by now, you should be fine. I hope. Uh, I'm not a doctor, and so, therefore, I've never even played one on TV, so, uh, my opinion means nothing. He said that I'm happy that you called, and, um, boo. Not boo, not boo, I gotta stop saying boo like that, because, you know, not boo, I don't like your call, I mean boo, like, boo, forget it, forget it, you know what I mean. Hi, Patrick, it's Betty. Hey, and Betty. Durwood. Durwood. Uh, we're together again just for you. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to tell you about a haunt that we went to since you made a call out for people that have gone to them. We I went to did. one uh, a couple weeks ago in Georgetown, Delaware, which is a podunk Woo. little town <laughs> Woo. Uh, here where we live. And Don't it was judge. actually quite good, though. Um, okay. I'll send a link if I think of it in the email that I send the MP3 in. Um, it was only $20 a person, so we thought that was a pretty good deal. Mm -hmm. And it was held at a sports complex there, so there's plenty of room. And they actually built a town with permanent structures and everything. This is their first year. But uh, before you get to, to the this. town, you um, take a tram there. It takes you to a gate, and once the gate's open, there's nothing but fog, so you can't see anything. <laughs> and you walk through the fog, and all of a sudden you see this western town that they've built. And yeah, it it's amazing. Appears. Yeah, uh -huh. it, it's really cool how they did that. And uh, and there was a DJ there, right? Yeah, and which didn't quite, didn't quite mix understand. with the Western theme. but <laughs> No, not really. Well, I don't know I what saloons you've been to. Noise. He was playing Time Warp and, you know, any kind of horror-related music. It's all right. But all right. I think his whole purpose was every time a fresh group yeah. of people came in, he would say, fresh meat. So, that, <laughs> so people um, would know. Because there was actors yeah. all around the town. That kind of messed with you as oh, you're yeah, walking around. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, they, they really liked Betty. Yeah, <laughs> seemed to be a ghoul magnet. Everybody loves uh, Betty. There was this one like baby doll girl. She had like a little blonde ringlet wig on, but she was covered in blood. It was Nellie Olson. Uh, she came right up to me immediately, and she's like, "Are you my mommy?" And I said, "No." And then she had this crazy laugh. This <laughs> I can't even. I can't even do her laugh. But, and then every time she saw me from there yeah. after, Throughout the whole night. All night. She was yelling, Mommy! Why are you leaving me? Leaving? I should have flushed you when I had the chance is what you should have said. Um, but there was also this big guy in a cowboy hat and a long coat. He had a ghoulish face and he had this big knife. And he was walking around uh, while we were in line to get into the actual attraction. This is all before the actual attraction that you paid for. Okay. And he comes up to me and he goes, can I have a slice? <laughs> and then he's like, your lips. <laughs> Which, I want your lips. A little lips. disturbing there. Yeah, well, Patrick, don't go there. I'm already I there. Said, no, no, you can't have them. So, uh, no, it was great. And there was a girl dressed like a zombie that walked around, you know, getting right up in your face and sniffing at you. And, no, she, and that same girl... Uh, <laughs> Interacted with Betty as she was in the porta potty. Yeah, I had to pee. So I, <laughs> I love porta potty scares. They're my favorite. Saw her come in with an axe, and she was looking at all the porta potties and saw that mine was occupied, and she slammed really hard on on the door, scared the hell out of me. You get the pee out of you? Yeah, Maybe. she scared the piss out of me. There and you go. I said I thought it was Durwood, so I'm like, I'll kill you. And she goes running away, and she's like, not if I get you first. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun before we even went into the haunted house, <sighs> which was awesome. Yeah. 
Um, they had all different rooms with different themes and strobe lights, so it was very disorienting. Lots of things moving, pictures banging on the walls. And um, every time you, and it was all live people in there scaring you. And uh, every time it was time to go into another room, they would kind of herd you out. Yeah, the by, previous person would kind yeah. of follow you. Okay, yeah, sure, I mean, sure, follow control. you like an inch away so, from you. Just to keep mm -hmm. it moving. Yeah, to keep you moving. Um, <laughs> and there was an asylum portion, and then there was a room with bodies hanging on hooks uh, in plastic bags. And as you walked past one, it started, started to shaking. shake and scream. <laughs> it was yeah. awesome. And there was a vortex, right? Yeah, yeah. And the the thing about that is, first of all, that those things really make me feel sick, and I, I want to hurry up and get through them. But they had somebody standing in the middle of it, so you were forced Aww. to walk through it slowly. Oh, and he kind of like kept you in there. Aww. And I... <laughs> Yeah, not only really that, he seems like seven feet tall, and yeah. he had this yeah, uh, like mask on. Alice in Wonderland. or something. I, it was yeah. crazy looking. Um, Ooh, so that was Wicker great. Man. And then when you were done, um, you come outside and you think it's over, but there's someone with a chainsaw that chases you. Into the woods. There's into the woods, <laughs> into the woods yeah, no less. Which is supposed to be what happens, and there were... All these uh, guys dressed like werewolves, you know, start like chasing you in the woods, <laughs> jumping out of the bushes. <laughs> you thought it was over. And <laughs> I love body that. falls out of the tree right in front of you. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so it was quite exhilarating. We loved it, and we just thought we would share that with you. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Oh, and by the way, yes. who are the lunches? <laughs> Bye. Gosh. Bye. God, you're just so. Common, so ignorant. The Lunce, actually, it's not the Lunces. I think I said it wrong because I was, you know, in a frenzy when I said it. The Lunce were the king and queen of the American theater back in the day, back in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. It was a husband and wife team of Alfred Lunce and uh, Lynn Fontaine. Lynn Fontaine or is it Vivian Fontaine? Lynn Fontaine. Lynn Fontaine. Yeah, well, they just were the. They always worked together, and they were in everything, and they supported a whole lot of up and coming new artists, and they were they they were they're they're gods among the theater community, and you know, like I said, they were in everything, and everybody loved the Lunces, the Lun the Lunces, Lunce the Lunside, the Lunce the gift of the Lunside, not the Vagi, the Lunceside. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm just saying you're cute and adorable whenever you show up, and you make me feel happy. Now, this haunted attraction sounds really fun, even though you couldn't remember what it was called. But, uh, thank you for the link. Now, the name of the haunt is called All Hallows Revenge, and it does sound like a lot of fun. I'm getting kind of tired of the New York haunts, because they're pretty much the same every year, with the exception of maybe Steampunk and this new one that all opened up that's year-round that I haven't gotten to yet. But, you know, I might be up for travel, and I know uh, Haunt Cub lives down your way, so maybe I might have to go and check this mama out next year. That would be fun. I love porta potty scares. I do, I do, I do. I was working at uh, this haunted hayride. Um, that was on the same grounds as the New York Renaissance Fair. Not that anybody cares. Sterling Forest Woods. And, uh, yeah, at the end of the hayride was a whole line of porta potties, except one of them was booby trapped and had some guy in a big alien costume in there. And fog and strobes. So if somebody opened that porta potty, they got attacked by the porta potty monster, which I thought was incredibly cruel. It's one thing to scare people while they're in the porta potty; it's a whole other beast to scare them while they're trying to go go into the porta potty because they might just go outside of the porta potty.
But again, that's why you pay the 20 bucks. And I looked at the site, and it does look like you get a hell of a lot for the price. So that is really awesome. I'm sorry, Derwood doesn't like vortexes. Mr. Brad doesn't like them either. And knowing him, knowing his temper, he probably just would have found something to hit the big man with. Because he's... he's I'm just going to fart in your face, sir. And he probably would because he's like that. And I was going to say when he said, and we got chased out of the house with the guy with the chainsaw. And I was going to say, of course you did. Of course you did. That's how every haunted house ends. Woman who sued the theme park in Florida for being too scary because she got chased out with a chainsaw. Every haunted house ends that way, goddammit. But however, chasing you into the woods, into the next scare with werewolves is awesome. Well done, you two. I don't hear from you enough, but when I do, it's magic, you know. Why do I dress like a hoe? Do I really have to answer that question? No, I don't. Next call. Thank you, guys. Hey, Patrick. This is the Mighty Griff. Just wanted to call in and say, hey, taking a lunch break. Hey, Want to give you some comments. Say you're doing a great job. Thanks for putting in all the hard work on the show. Keep it up. I'm keeping listening. Bye. Thank you. Okay, I would just like to take a moment to point out, ladies and gentlemen, that was... Nine seconds. That was a nine-second phone call that somehow managed to heap unending praise upon me and give me an ego boost to something that's already hugely inflated in nine seconds. Now that's the way to be a brown nose. Well done, Griff. Thanks for calling. Hey, Patrick. It's the Zombart. Good morning, I'm Zombart. I'm stuck in D.C. traffic, and the I thought I'd call and give you a quick review of some of the movies I've been watching. Okay. Um, got two I want to talk about. The first one you've already reviewed, and it turns out that I agree with you. What? Uh, not 100%, but I do agree with you, and that is the movie Red State. Okay. Uh, finally saw Kevin Smith's little venture into horror slash action. Um, and, yeah, you, you said you weren't crazy about it and that you enjoyed that other uh, movie about uh, sneaking into Mexico or whatever. Um, haven't got that one yet. Well, it's not out yet. Undocumented. I comes out in two months. That I agree with why you didn't like it. I know you said that it was a lot of uh, the anti-gay rhetoric got to you, and I was okay with that mostly because you're not it was gay. Fun of Phelps, and yeah, that's well, kind of what Phelps does. Yeah, but did it for um, ten minutes. Did it go on too long? Sometimes, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, it was setting up a creepy scene. And uh-uh. it was kind of like trying to sell the pastures as a evil dude, and it did it did its job. Um, but I was just kind of bored. Yeah, I mean, there was that. After at the point where it becomes a siege picture, and it's basically the, the people that I guess we were following that we cared about, they're not really in the movie anymore. Now it's just John Goodman being a cop and them trying to break in this place. And it was just... Shoot out the window, talk a little while. Shoot out the window, talk a little while. And it, it was boring. While. I actually, I was going to show it at my Halloween party, and I've decided I've taken it off the menu. I said, this is just going to bore people. It's kind of kind of bad. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, not a recommendation for Red State. The other one, um, <laughs> excuse me, uh, it's kind of hard for me to talk about, but I... I, I I saw Human Centipede 2. Okay. Ah! Now, the deal with Human Centipede 2 is it's on on demand HD kind of thing. And it's there's, there's no story. It's basically guy wants to make a human centipede and guy uh-huh. makes human centipede. That's what he uh-huh. does. It is very gross. It does 
I think, live up to what people are saying, that for all the payoff you didn't get in the first one as far as grossness, I think you do get that in the second one. There's a couple yeah. scenes that are just yeah. like, ugh. And it's basically just, you know, fecal, fecal, fecal. And you have to be ready for that. Um, I don't think I could have watched it if it was in color. It's in black and white. And I do see it as a merciful choice. Um, But one of the things I want to say about it is I think the version I saw was the edited version. Because I remember reading a bunch of stuff about it, all excited and saying, oh, this is going to be great. And the U.K. released this press release saying that there was two scenes in particular that they were going to uh, slap this thing with a un, you know, video nasty kind of thing. Yeah. And neither scene was really in the movie. It was basically, um, I'm going to go ahead and say what they are because they weren't in the movie. Uh, one of them is in Jerky Off with Sandpaper. They don't there that would possibly get the IRL to a bunch of bricks in a room. Nope, 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 nope. I'm sorry, Tiger. I got to nip this one right in the bud. Just because you got a fucked up copy, don't spoil it for anybody who actually does want to see this movie. I actually kind of don't. I read the reviews, and even like the Gorehounds say it's really an unnecessary and gross and unpleasant sequel. Not that the first one was a joy to listen to, but it did have some black comedy running through it. I, I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And don't fuck it up for other people, goddammit, Zombar. Because I don't want to hear Because I'm the one who's going to get in trouble for you. You let Zombar spoil the movie for me. Because that's how everybody talks when they talk to me. It's really weird. Just They just start saying over and over again. It's a phenomenon. But anyway, come shut up. Brad, Bradford did the phenomena thing because he's so cute that way. Um, I'm just okay. Thank you for calling in, Zombart. Sorry I had to cut you off, but uh, collateral damage. Bye. Hey, Patrick. This is the mighty Griff with more huh. horror than horror podcast. Griff again. I just uh, thought I'd give you a little homework for yourselves to do. If for ever any reason you're skimming through Netflix and you want something to watch, always uh, I'd like to hear your possible review of a movie called Feed, and that's F E E D. Ooh, I, think it's still I heard about this on one. Netflix. So, uh, just thought I'd throw that challenge out to you, and uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the film. So, thanks for all again for all your hard work. Keep up the good work and enjoying the podcast. I will talk to you later. You know, Mr. Griff, we had something going there. You know, we had something really magical going on between us. Magical and, 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 and delicate, and it's gone. I think it's gone now. Not that he called in twice in one show. Well, yeah, that he called in twice in one show. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not there's anything wrong with that. Just edging closer to Zombar territory. But the one movie you brought up is one movie... But the movie that you chose to bring up is one movie that I've heard about from various other sources, and the whole idea of it makes me want to hurl. And every time I see it on my list, uh, not on my list, but just listed on the in the, in the Netflix, I'm like, I no, I don't want to see that. Blah, blah. However, since the gauntlet has been thrown, I accept your challenge. I don't know when I'm going to get to it, but when things. When I get a moment, if it's a dark and stormy night someday and I really feel the need to watch something about that, then I'll check it out. Because it is on, Mr. Griff. It is on.
okay, that was creepy. Hey, Patrick, this is Jay the Haunt Cub just calling to say hey. Hey, sexy. Uh, I saw your post on Facebook about thoughts about Haunted Attractions and Paranormal Activity 3. I purposely watched Paranormal Activity 2 on uh, Netflix last week uh-huh. and in the hopes of going to see 3 this week, but never made it. So probably mm. won't even wind up making it uh, while it's in the theater. So I'll have to kind of skim over that part of your show uh, when you cover that. I, 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 um, I did not live up to my Haunt Cub status this year, and I only what? visited two attractions, which is nothing for me. Oh, um, okay, well. One of them was... Um, one of them was the Bates Motel, which is one of the more popular ones in this area. It's actually been featured on the Travel Channel's America's okay. Scariest Haunts or whatever the, whatever the hell they call that thing nowadays. Um, <clears throat> they're very well known for their um, hayride, but actually uh, I find their other two attractions more enjoyable than their hayride. It's one that I don't go to every year, but I've been quite a few times. Um, we went opening night. It was raining, mm-hmm. which did not... Uh, did not help things, but I was surprised at how crowded it was for opening night. Hey, that's good. And especially with the way the weather was. However, um, the one thing I will say Ugh, is that the hayride, which is the first thing we got in line for, mm-hmm. was not um, up to their usual standards. Oh, they huh. had very few actors in there, which was unusual because usually that, that um, attraction is well Bitches called in sick. In the woods. And I found that some of the animatronics were not working properly or not working at all. Raining. So that was a bummer because I went with some people who had never been. And so they, I don't feel like they got to experience the and, best that that place can be. And you feel now, like a douche. Granted, because it was the first night of the season, you know, you have to forgive them certain things. And yeah, also the maybe. weather did not help either. So I have to kind of um, let them go on that mm-hmm. one. But they uh, they also have a sort of a corn trail. It's not really a maze per se because you can find your way in and out. Okay. But that one is a surprising amount of fun. There's a lot of actors in that. There's some interesting. Um, there's animatronics, but there's some interesting. Um, I don't know what you want to say. Spit it out. In there. Uh, they added a few things this season, which was nice because it made it a little bit new for me. So I enjoyed that. And then That's they have their good. standard Bates Motel. Which is, I guess, what the you know the whole place is named for, um, which is their their sort of generic, well, not really generic, their standard haunted house that you okay. walk through Nothing wrong with, with a small crowd, and that's always fun. There's a point where you walk out of the house into like a graveyard and then back into the house, which I always find kind of interesting. Okay, I like that. And um, that was well populated with actors as well. So I'm thinking that uh, the hayride was the only thing that seemed to suffer. Huh. Now this was they in, might have moved people um, inside. This is in. Um, Pennsylvania, not far over the border from Delaware off of Route 1. Uh-huh. The other one that I did was uh, a week ago with um, some co-workers and my partner and a couple of friends, and that one's called Night of Terror, and that's in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, Night on a farm. Um, terror. And that one was a whole lot of fun. That one's got six attractions. It's uh, It's got your standard hayride. When you get off the hayride, you enter uh-huh. sort of a dark a maze that's like completely pitch black. Ooh. And from that, you, it feeds right into a corn maze, which right, is an actual maze. Um, no actors that I recall, just a lot of corn. Um, oh. And then that dumps you into what they call like the frozen tundra, which is kind of unusual in that <laughs> okay. that's a theme you do not you do not see often in on okay. attraction exactly doing sort of an arctic sure. wasteland kind of thing. It's not very big, but um, it's kind of unique. 
they have a lot of big animatronics on their hayride, which is pretty impressive. I think they've been going for about 15 years. Uh Then they have a pirate-themed haunted house and a mostly clown-themed 3D house where you put on glasses before you go in. That is by far my most favorite attraction. In that one, um, there was an area where water came up either at waist level or from the floor. I'm not sure which, but because I was leading the pack going through, uh-huh. I managed to avoid that, and it got every single other person in my party wet, <laughs> uh, which they were not happy about. But I'll get you wet. Hilarious. Anyway, we had a really great time, so that is that one is definitely worth um, checking out. It's okay. in Mulca Hill, New Jersey. A little bit of a hike for you, Mul- yeah, but uh, well, if you get there sometime, I think you'll probably enjoy it. Anyway, I'm disappointed that I didn't get to more this year. I keep promising myself I'm going to go to um, the... Uh, um, I'm trying to remember what the name of it is now. Let me see if I can uh, find it here. Um, that I keep wanting to say Headless Horseman. That's it. In uh, oh, Upper New York State, I really want to go to that one. I hear a lot. Oh, oh, Jay, no. Oh, Jay. Oh, time does fly, doesn't it? No, it's okay. It's okay. Just, just breathe. Just breathe. It happens to everybody now and then. You're probably, maybe you're just nervous. I'm just kidding. No, but I see you called right back. So I'll save my cha-cha. My cha-cha? My chatter later. I'm going to do my cha-cha while you talk, though. And it's the honk up again. I never thought I'd be one of those people. That goes over the time limit, but clearly I am. It's okay, baby. That's because you okay. got me talking about haunts, which are always my passion. But uh, anyway, yeah, through. Headless Horseman, famous one in New York. Always wanted to mm-hmm. go there. No refunds on the tickets, so you got to like watch the weather and make sure you, you know, uh, you're taking your chances when you go and all that stuff. So see, that's I have you to, to me. do that. I got to make sure I maybe do that next year. Um, and then the other things I wanted to mention were I. Last night, I watched a movie on Netflix Instant called Scarecrows from, I believe, 88 or 89. Scarecrows. And uh, it was interesting. If you find Scarecrows creepy, you will definitely find this creepy. The only thing I would say is the dialogue is terrible. Yeah. The acting is just, you know, sort of mediocre horror movie acting. Mm. Um, but the dialogue is just awful. But the they don't really go out of the way to explain much, but there's plenty of gore. The scarecrows are creepy, and the atmosphere itself is creepy, so it's definitely worth a watch. And currently, I'm in the middle of watching one called uh, The Last Lovecraft Relic of Cthulhu. Wahoo? Because I'm a big Lovecraft lover, I have to check it out. Uh, I think it's sort of a tongue-in-cheek, at least that's the way it seems so far. I'm about halfway through. But the effects are really good, so um, I'm going to continue with it and see how it goes. Anyway, hope you have a wonderful Halloween. Thank you, I did. uh, I will talk to you later. Take care. Mr. J, thank you for calling in. And it's okay you went over. It's okay. Like you said, you're passionate about the subject. I got wrapped up in it. I didn't even notice the time. And besides, everybody gets, you know, the first one's free. And if you're a cute little cub person, then maybe your second one's free too. I'm just kidding. Anyway, that was a lot of great information. I was looking up all the sites for these um, uh, uh, attractions that you mentioned, you know, it, you know, during the break, so to speak, and um, they sound cool. I used to live by this Glens. Well, I used to work at a theater by this Glens Mills, but I never heard of the Bates Motel, which is unfortunate because that would have been fun to do. A Knights of Terror looks amazing. 
It looks amazing, and I love the fact that it's located at Creamy Acre Farms. Knights of Terror at Creamy Acre Farms doesn't sound very scary, but yeah, it sounds... Well, you know what it sounds like. <laughs> I think I knew a stripper named Creamy Acres once. She was a big girl. Anyway, <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. I've always wanted to go to the, the Headless, Horseman, Headless Horseman attraction in uh, Terrytown. It's not too far from me, and as a, as a child, I was obsessed with the Headless Horseman. I went as the Headless Horseman once when I was about seven. My sister Teresa made me the costume. Uh, my sister who passed away. It was awesome. I don't know how she did it, but I won an award for the most awesome costume and everything. But I have friends that work there every year. My friend Elena Acker, who guested on the Drama Queens episode, she works there fairly regularly, as does Tim. My friend Tim, who was also in the Ryan case, who worked there this year, so he offered me discount tickets and stuff anytime I wanted. I don't know if he'll be there next year, but if he is, or even if he's not, let's make a date, Jay. You, me, Mr. Brad, your guy, let's take a hayride through the, the, the headless horseman land and stuff. I'd say let's go to Creamy Acres, but that's just, I can't, I can't, I can't go on a double date with four men to, to Creamy Acres. I just can't. I can't. Well, I could. But it wouldn't be for the haunted house. Anyway, Scarecrows. I remember I got that on uh, VHS. Uh, video store was closing. And they were just selling everything. And I would seen that. I'd heard about the movie. I'd never seen it. It looked like it would be really scary. I watched it once. And I don't remember a damn thing about it. I remember the Scarecrows being creepy. I remember it was be like bank robbers on the loose or something. And I, I finished it and said, meh, never need to see that again. The Lovecraft one, I was warned off from that from another podcast, but because of you and because I trust you, I'll put it back in my Netflix queue. And if I don't like it, I'll take it out in your hide at the hollow. Word. Okay, thank you for calling in, Jay. Always a pleasure. And uh, belated booze to you. Not booze like the drinks, but boo. But, but shit, you know what I meant. God. All right, my children, that is the end of the listener-generated feedback for this episode. Yay! Congratulations to everybody who called in with these great, great stories of haunts and Robert our best with whatever that freakadelic thing was. Now, if I didn't... Now, if you sent me a voicemail in the past couple of days... Trey, I'm looking at you. There's a few others. Don't worry. I got them. They will be on the next episode. But because they weren't related to haunts, I figured I'd save them. But you know I love you. I'm going to play... If I play Zombard every fucking week, I'm going to play you too. You know how it is? Of course you do. Anyway... Yeah, I'm really tired, as you could probably hear it in my voice, because it is a thousand o'clock in the morning, and it is time to put this puppy to bed this week. Now, if you want to be like all these awesome people who, who share their stories with me and just call to say hello or whatever, you can call me at 347-767-3509, or you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com, and that's queens with a, say it with me, with a Z! Yay! You can like me on Facebook, you can follow me on Twitter, and you can be an awesome supporter of the show and send a donation through the PayPal link on the webpage. I would really appreciate it. Bandwidth is getting expensive, and um, we're expanding. This show's getting bigger and bigger all the time, and I want to be able to uh, accommodate you all, and that sounds dirty, and I mean it that way. Oh, hey, and since I just mentioned Twitter, uh, if you're following me at Scream Queens on Twitter, you might want to check if you're still following me or that I'm still following you. I changed the settings on something in the account and all of a sudden my my listener, my followers disappeared. Not all of them, but they all of a sudden my numbers are in half. So uh, you might want to double check and just know I didn't unfollow you. I'm not a Kim Kardashian that way. 
So just resubscribe. I miss you. Come back to daddy. Come back to Jamaica. What's old is what's new. Oh my. So this week is Horrorhound Weekend. Mr. Brad and I are off tomorrow to Cincinnati. So I'll be talking about all the movies that we're seeing there and all the crazy people we're meeting and the goings-on and all that stuff. So if you want to play along at home, I put a whole bunch of trailers of all the movies that we're going to be seeing on the Facebook fan page. So you can, you can, you can drool with envy. Or you could send a donation. That's always an option, too. That always makes you feel better. Anyway, until next time, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, You know, boy, if I didn't love you so much, I'd choke the living shit out of you. Bye! Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com. Bitches! Do not be afraid. I have come from the world of the Underving to warn you. This place is haunted by a blood banshee, and if you do not leave at once, each of you will die one by one. It is too late. The Banshee is already here. You are doomed. I must go now. I must go. I must go.
I have returned to destroy this evil creature. With this stake, I will end the curse of this demon forever. Days of evil are over. The blood banshee is dead. Uh. 